Listener's discretion is advised. Evening to all of the parties who are listening here tonight on this edition of Random Stuff. Now we begin with some anti-vaxxer news and some other news that you might you might be interested. But the anti-vaxxers are doing whatever it takes to get by these mandates. Yes, and one example of that is in the state of New York because New York has officially once again on Wednesday or probably the day or maybe Tuesday that they have officially put back the mandates and the anti-vaxxers are very angry. Let's uh let's go to Kimmel. Starting today, another new state mask mandate is in effect. In New York and a number of cities, you have to show proof of vaccination to get into bars or restaurants. And that led an angry group of protesters in Queens to have a sit-in at the Cheesecake Factory. Six people were arrested after a large group blew past the restaurant's host stand. They refused to show proof of vaccination. They sat down at several empty tables. The NYPD had to come, and the rest went like this. A way to get involved in, in the movement, make reservations tomorrow for for Cheesecake Factory. Once they're booked solid, start um, at the next one and the next one. We're going to shut down Cheesecake Factory. We'll no. shut it down. Let me tell you something, lady. You'll never shut down the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> This is not an ordinary restaurant. They don't mess around. Their menu is 500 pages long, okay? You think you can out-hustle a company that offers crispy crab wontons and cheeseburger spring rolls? I don't think so. That factory will be cranking out cheesecake until long after you and I are dead. May even be the reason you and I are dead, okay? And as long as the anti-vaxxers are doing what they do best, they're probably going to be huge huge consequences against those people. Now, in the wake of all this Omicron variant coming right here all around the world, the White House is going to 
cancel their parties and instead do this. Some more news. The White House just announced that due to COVID concerns, instead of the traditional holiday parties, it's inviting guests to come see the decorations on a 30-minute self-guided tour. <laughs> Which is uh, just a fancy way of Biden saying, come if you want, but I ain't going to be there. I ain't, I ain't getting COVID. <laughs> so guests can now go on a 30-minute self-guided tour of an old mansion. There's actually a name for that. It's called a haunted house. Let's write a self-guided tour of a historic Washington building. That's basically how Fox News describes January 6th. God damn it. I wish I would go there for an invitation. If I get invited to White House Christmas party, then I would go there. But since we are still in the pandemic, you get me? Still in the pandemic, we can't do that. But... As of now, if you have watched The Voice and you have heard the results from Tuesday night, uh, you have known that three siblings known as Girl Named Tom won the 21st season of The Voice. Now, during the post-show, Dave received both interviews from Entertainment Tonight USA and Extra. Here is both of their interviews. We still have glitter in our hair over here. Yeah. Keep it, it's so festive. It's so festive. Y'all made history tonight. What does this mean to you? <laughs> wow. As the first trio, we made history. Yeah. 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 You're speechless, we're literally. Speechless. I am literally speechless. I don't know what to say. I mean, we're a trio. We came on thinking, like, maybe this will be a flop, you know. No one will turn their chairs for three voices. Uh, you know, I don't know. You just don't know. We, you just don't Odds know. are against you on the show. No, no yeah. tr- groups never made it this yeah. far. Yeah. Yeah. And it means were so y'all much. nervous about auditioning because of that? Did yeah. you think that it... You, that's a question I want to know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Josh and I were nervous about auditioning in general because we're not sure reality TV was for us. We're, like... <laughs> anti that idea but then we fell in love with it when we got here yeah and we really were like okay we want to win this thing. we're doing it yeah and then you did burr, burr, burr. Yeah. <laughs> hey kelly if you want to add another gig to your team et's always looking okay okay <laughs> oh do you want to cut through a question no literally <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy to be the new trio I mean, we've always wanted to be like the next Cosby, Stills, and Nash, you know, of this generation. Yes, aiming. You know? Yes. And like, just to be that trio of generation. I said that already. Yeah. But, no, I know, but you also said something very cool that you want. I love this, and you talk about this as a group too. It's like, you love bringing that classic sound to like a whole new group of people, slew of generation. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's an amazing thing, because obviously people like it. You have four yeah. songs in the top ten on iTunes, so they're liking it. Yeah. So That's the thing. It's, yeah. it's been so special not only to win, but to see our music be appreciated by fans. Um, and we want to thank all our fans for Amen. yeah supporting us so far, and please stay with us because we have a lot of songs that we care deeply about, and um, so we'll hopefully get, get them out to you soon. Yes! Yeah. Once again, congratulations to Girl Named Tom and Kelly Clarkson for their victory on The Voice season 21. Hopefully, will they'll Kelly will try to do it again with another artist in the year 2022 on season 22. Now, coming up after the brief ad, we're getting some Trump news on the on the Why in the World is Donald Trump segment. Don't go anywhere. Just a few years ago, I came out with my smash hit clone. Manure. Manure. The new scent. 
by Blake Shelton. And after settling a few manure lawsuits, I've been on the hunt for a new scent. And thankfully, our new coach, Ariana Grande, inspired me. That's some kind of like nighttime camo. I like it. Nighttime camo should be the name of your cologne. Oh, I like that. In that moment, nighttime camo was born. What is day without the night? Nighttime camo. You can pick up my scent, but you can't see me. It's nighttime camo. The fragrance of the night. I'm on the hunt, and I've got you in my sights. Nighttime camo. Cloak yourself in Shelton. Where am I? Nighttime camo. The aroma that sneaks up on you. Nighttime camo. Made with only the finest ingredients. Wood chips. Organic deer sweat. And just a hint of poison oak. Both silent and deadly. It's nighttime camo. Now you see me. Now you don't. Nighttime camo by me, Blake Shelton. The only fragrance that works as a cologne and an insect repellent. Take that, bug. And we back after this brief momentous ad in this edition of Random Stuff Sunday Night. Now we have to go to some feisty little thing from a segment the host of the late show on CBS once ran during the Trump's European tour called Why in the World is Donald Trump? This segment of Why in the World is Donald Trump. We're going to look into Donald Trump and Bill O'Reilly as they begin their little tour. Could they be running together as a ticket to the 2024 presidential election? I have no idea, but you know who has any ideas? Probably Kimmel. Probably. Here's what he had to say. Mr. Big passed away this weekend, but Mr. Bigley is alive and well in Florida. Donald Trump and Bill O'Reilly kicked off their Liapalooza tour. They had chosen Sunrise in Orlando, where Trump bragged there would be massive crowds. You're not going to believe this. He may have overestimated the size of those crowds. The turnout was much lower than Trump expected. This is the scene in Orlando yesterday. Uh, where they gather to hear him pontificate. Uh, If the place was any emptier, it would be Don Jr.'s head. It was disappointing, to say the least. And most of the tickets were priced between $100 and $300, but as demand fell, they lowered the prices somewhat for $40, and then they started giving tickets away 
for free. This happens a lot with things Trump puts his name on. At first, they're considered to be valuable. People are like, oh, and then everyone realizes they're garbage. We've seen this with his ties, his uh, stakes, his university, his children. And this was, this was interesting, too. Some of the fans in attendance reported that Trump and O'Reilly took a 20-minute break in the middle of a 90-minute show. I guess they wanted to give the crowd a chance to really digest all the amazing lies they heard in the first half of the break. I don't know. The next stop for what they call the history tour is Houston, where there are plenty of seats still available for the, I think they should start calling it the Our History Tour, Bill O'Reilly and Donald Trump. Oh my God, the shades of the Tulsa, Oklahoma rally in the 2020, and then this one rally by the My Pillow guy. Oh my goodness, who the hell did it this time? Who the fuck did it this time? Well, I guess we'll never know. Now, one of Trump's allies is in huge trouble. Here's the Late Show guy with the latest update from that week. As I said before, the politics of 2021 started with violence. Our third show of the year was January 6th. My no-drink January quickly turned into Vodka-vember. Over 11 months later, we still don't know exactly what happened on that dark day, and thus far, the ringleaders have gotten off scot-free. That may be about to change thanks to the House Select Committee on January 6th. They are turning up the heat on administration officials involved in the planning of the insurrection, like former White House Chief of Staff and man using one phone to call his other phone to pretend, <laughs> to pretend that he has friends. Mark Meadows. Meadows originally agreed to cooperate with the committee before changing his mind. But when he was still cooperating, he gave the committee some pretty juicy details, like a PowerPoint document filled with extreme plans to overturn the 2020 election. PowerPoint? <laughs> they weren't just trying to overturn democracy, they were trying to bore it to death. <laughs> Reminds me, bored to death. Two. Reminds me of that famous quote from T.S. Eliot, this is the way the world ends, not with a bang, but with a star wipe. <laughs> I just learned how to do that. So he seems happy. He's proud of himself. Yeah, he's proud of Let himself. Let us go then, you and I. So what was in these slides of sedition? We're not exactly sure yet, but there is one deck that's been circulating that may be the deck in question. And one of the slides on that was a list of recommendations, including a plan to, quote, declare a national security emergency. I'm not sure exactly how you do that. I assume by breaking into every broadcast using the emergency bullshit system. <laughs> they were also planning to declare electronic voting in all states invalid. Instead, they wanted to rely on, quote, legal and genuine paper ballot counts. Okay, so if you can't trust computers, how are you giving your presentation? Via PowerPoint pigeon? They're staging a cuckoo. One of the... Put that up. Thought we... And there's more news about Mark Meadows that will make the people from Fox News a little irritating and pissed off. Here's more from Jimmy Fallon. 
Guys, this is a big last night. The January 6th commission revealed that during the Capitol riots, the White House chief of staff got texts pleading for Trump to calm things down from Fox News anchors and Donald Trump Jr. Yeah, Trump ignored the advice of the closest to him and also Don Jr. Trump was like, if I replied to every text that said what you're doing is crazy, I'd never get anything done. Uh, yeah, it came out that Fox News hosts were begging Trump to do something, and today Fox News hosts lit their tree on fire again just to change the subject. <laughs> just... Trump didn't want to hear it. Not only did he ignore the text from Fox News, he also dropped them from his family cell phone plan. <laughs> That's right, White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows was getting texts during the attack asking Trump to intervene. For example, Sean Hannity texted, and this is real, can he make a statement, ask people to leave the Capitol? Yep, that's not all Meadows received. Uh, several other messages that day, too. For example, Eric Trump texted, head stuck in Capitol staircase rallying, send help. <laughs> Next up, Rudy Giuliani texted, just showed up at Capitol Total Landscaping. When's the riot and start? And finally, President Trump texted Meadows, just make sure they don't take away my Twitter. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Crazy day all around. Crazy day all around. That is very shocking for Fox News people to tell Mark Meadows to stop Trump from all this chaos on the January 6th riot, insurrection, or whatever you want to call it. But, as for Mark Meadows, it got worst for him. It has been less than a year since the January 6th violent insurrection up on Capitol Hill. And I think we've all gotten a little too comfortable with the near death of the Republic. We might pay more attention if democracy died on a Peloton. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, and against the expressed wishes of every Republican in Congress, the House Select Committee on January 6th does exist. And right now, their critical investigation. Their critical investigation is focused on former White House Chief of Staff and man at a bar failing to look smooth while telling a woman to call him, Mark Meadows. Meadows, now, he initially agreed to cooperate with the committee, and then, surprise, surprise, he changed his mind. So yesterday, the committee recommended holding Meadows in contempt of Congress. Okay? A boom! A boom! Lock him up! Though I'm not entirely sure how Congress punishes you, whether it's a year in prison or worse, a year of watching C-SPAN. Remember their slogan, C-SPAN, it's toilet wine for your eyes. We'll see how the friends of Mark Meadows will try to save him from all of the scrutiny. Just like all the other people, all the other Republicans, which most Republicans, have saved Trump from getting convicted and getting kicked out of office. But we'll have more details probably sometime next in the next year of this conclusion of the season too but who knows when but when we return we're gonna get to listen to a christmas song so stay tuned elf on the shelf can only see so much that's why this season no secret is safe 
They're mittens from Macy's. They cost $12.99 and they're one size too small. Oh. Introducing Zuck on a Truck. With the power of Facebook's massive database, your personal Mark Zuckerberg knows absolutely everything. Also, your mom is having an affair. Mom, what's an affair? Zuck on a Truck can tell if you've been naughty or nice. He knows every website you've ever visited, every place you've ever lived, every friend you've ever made, every love you've ever lost, every schoolmate you've stalked. Zuck on a Truck even knows when you'll die. 63. What? And he has a working horn. <laughs> cool. So be careful, all you naughty kids. <clears throat> it's not my place to judge what's right and wrong. Or don't. Because Zuck on a Truck takes no responsibility for your dangerous misbehavior. Quite the contrary. Zuck on a Truck will use his Yuletide algorithm to connect all the naughty children in your neighborhood. It's a decoration insurrection with Zuck on a Truck, which for legal reasons has now been rebranded as Meta on a Jetta. In the next to the Sweet Baby Ray's Barbecue Sauce. Available at Walgreens. And we have returned after this brief ad. Now we get to listen to a Christmas song because next week is Christmas week. And for the fact that we will have a Christmas special and a Christmas episode in that same day, here is Diamond Rio's instrumental cover of Charlie Brown's Christmas is Coming.
Well, that was uh, Diamond Rio with their instrumental cover of Christmas is Coming, which, by the way, I played that song during the 2020 Christmas special episode. Prime time, that is. Now, after this brief ad, we're going to wrap it up. Don't go anywhere. In 2020, holiday cheer is in short supply. Until now. Disinfect the halls with sanitizer. Fa la 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 la. Until we get a cure from Pfizer. Fa la 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 la. It's Chris Stapleton in quarantine. Hi, I'm Chris Stapleton, and this is a very COVID Christmas. All the holiday hits you love with a bleak 2020 twist. Oh, cover your mouth. Oh. I don't want your droplets, just put on a mask or leave this Cinnabon. You can't spell Christmas without Chris. Hey, that's my name. Country music superstar Chris Stapleton, as you've never heard him before. Oh, Clorox wipes, my groceries disinfected, my vegetables all taste like bleed. Let Chris Stapleton fill your hermetically sealed panic chamber with festive COVID hits like Oh, CDC, oh, CDC, your website is depressing. Plus, coughing around the Christmas tree, it's beginning to look a lot like pneumonia. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer lost his sense of taste and smell. Grandma got corona from a reindeer. Fauci the Snowman. And the instant classic... I can't smell, I can't smell, my sense has gone away. And many, many more. No, that's actually it. Oh, well, it's still a lot. Tis the sneezing for Chris Stapleton's A Very COVID Christmas. Chris Stapleton's A Very COVID Christmas. Available on six sanitized discs for three easy payments of $9.99. Order now and receive Chris Stapleton's Hanukkah absolutely free. Eating alone in my Jeep. Available at Walgreens. Folks, that is it for this edition of Random Stuff. Starting next week and the week after next week, four episodes after these uh, Christmas and New Year special will be about what happened during the year 2021. That includes some of the episodes in the previous season. Actually, there are two episodes in the previous season because, you know, that's all the school stuff. Anyway... It'll be the 2021 four-part edition of Year in Review, which will lead to the year 2022. So, tune into that one, and I'll see you there. Good night.